0: this is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh.
1: I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David.
0: We are smack dab in the beginning of the yet-to-be-named for the four, third year in a row uh, uh, Christmas portion I, of the I season. We, I
1: thought we came up with
0: it. It's so many Santas, y'all. Oh, so many Santas. So many Santas. Oh, oh, That's right. Oh. That's right. I, we just don't know if there, how many Santas there will be in this particular least... one. At least for, yeah, it might not
1: be yeah. any, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out there were no Santas in the movie we're talking about today.
1: That's right. And has got a Santa. Garrett's oh, a he's,
0: Santa. He's, he's drinking out of Santa's brain. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, what are you drinking?
2: Hot chocolate.
3: That would be Santa's brain. Really? Are you
1: really? I am. For real. Okay. This isn't a prank. So, like when I did it, no, <laughs>
0: and I just half expected him to just be drinking water out of it.
3: Just water. Here's water. Just water. You just chugged uh, that that of of <laughs> hot chocolate
0: there. But yes, you're right. This is the month of so many Santas uh, where, where we're talking about Christmas movies all month long. You might have seen last week we talked about our great Christmas movie debate where we all came to the table with rules and regulations mm-hmm. and, and qualifications yes. for what makes a Christmas movie. If you did not see that, go check it out. The YouTube version is fun. You can find that on the So Many Sequels YouTube channel and of course it's in the podcast feeds as well. Just subscribe mm-hmm. to one or all of them. I don't care. All of them.
3: Yeah, that's preferred. Just do a blanket, suggest, blanket. Uh, do a Listen, you support. ain't gotta watch, just subscribe. What's it gonna hurt you?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Just hit that follow button. Yeah.
3: We get another notification. Buttons. You get notifications every day that you open and close and ignore. We're no different. True. Yeah.
0: True. Let us be you one of be those applications. Yeah. <laughs> us around. Um so we we went through all those and and Made some enemies, probably, but that's okay.
1: Hey, that's Uh, all right. We'll find out what if this movie meets all our qualifications.
0: But now we are reviewing Christmas movies that have been kindly picked out by Santa Claus. In a way, uh, Santa sent us a letter last week. You can watch that video on our social media or on YouTube. And um, he basically said, hey, guys, I like the show. I want you to think really hard about the movie you want to watch and Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it happen in some way, shape or form. And he did that once already by surprise sending David a copy of the movie we're talking about today, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Woo. Yeah. That's
1: 1992.
0: um, Muppet movie starring the Muppets and Michael Caine. um, Directed by Brian Henson, who is um, Jim Henson's son. I believe it was his directorial debut, even. I believe so. So, you know, if you've seen any Christmas carol, you know the, you know the drill. Michael Caine is Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge.
3: Ebenezer
0: Scrooge. Um, he is visited by three ghosts. The ghost That's of Christmas past, present, and future. Um, to try to change him of his greedy ways and make everyone not hate him. But this one has a nice Muppet twist. Yes. Um, We've got Charles Dickens is Gonzo. He's kind of he kind of serves as a narrator of sorts, Mm -hmm. being the author of the book. Um, Kermit is um, oh, what's Kermit's name? Bob Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit. Bob Cratchit and the other uh, Muppets, you know, following smaller roles. So we'll get started with David, I guess, since this was his Christmas wish yeah that's true um, what do you think i, I mean I, I don't know it's a dumb question but what do you think about the muppet christmas
1: carol i, I thought it was really really good i thought wow. it was quite enjoyable and uh you know this is one of the ones i've i've re-watched several times uh not every christmas but you know usually every few christmases i, I love the little details about this movie i love that Uh, Michael Caine literally doesn't act like he's in a Muppet movie at any point. He's just completely straightforward doing this uh, role the same way he would do it. If he was like, uh, doing a, a show, like a play in England, uh, or, uh, if you know, like it's so fun because surrounding him is all the Muppety stuff. And, uh, it just, you wouldn't know, you know, you wouldn't know. And, um, I think that as far as adapting a Christmas Carol, it gets it pretty well. It does a really good job, I think. Um, you know, they they cut out a few things here and there. They kind of streamline a few uh, a few of the, the the interactions with ghosts and stuff. But if you're someone who really likes a Christmas Carol and you've seen a lot of the uh, different adaptations, I would put this right up there as kind of like a B B+, maybe even an A minus adaptation of the story. Um, with a little bit of things added in for, you know, for children and families to enjoy. Um, I find uh, I found a, a Rizzo to be particularly fun in this movie. This was kind of one of his bigger uh, roles in the movies, is being Gonzo's sidekick here. And uh, I thought that uh, it was a welcome return for a lot of the characters. I actually thought that, you know, we talked about this a lot in the past. This is one of the more tolerable movies for Miss Piggy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, was, there was a point where I was like, you know, maybe Miss Piggy should always have these two daughters just kind of like echoing her and like checking her because she doesn't really have a good foil. But her two daughters here were just like, mm-hmm. and she was like, I mm-hmm. guess she's like, it's fun to see Piggy get annoyed by her. <laughs> what makes her annoying. But yeah, ton of fun. I'm so glad I picked it because um I mean, what? Well, I don't even know what complaints I might grab about it.
0: Yeah, I'll go next. I feel the same. I mean, there's not a lot of things to complain about with it. It is a classic retelling of The Christmas Carol. Um, if you've seen it, you know it. It doesn't really stray from it too much, which is a good thing, I think. It just kind of brings some of the Muppet humor to that story, which is otherwise not particularly funny. Um, it's, not, it's not a, you know, it, it, I, I suppose it has a happy ending, but the Christmas Carol is fairly depressing throughout, which is kind of the idea. I mean, yeah. this guy is a jerk and he needs ghosts to show him um, how his life could be better if he weren't a jerk.
3: Well, and I think that's why Michael Caine did such a good job because <laughs> he brings that grove uh, of of like realism and urgency to it, uh, and, and it and him building it up so much whenever the, the humor comes in, it's kind of a relief really, because he really does give you that, that tension and he acts like they're normal people. And I even noticed in the, I felt like in the credits, I really enjoyed that they just treat the Muppets like they are just human beings and, and they've made it. They're, they're no longer succe- or like trying to be successful. They are successful now and mm-hmm. they're just movie stars. So they're acting in a movie with Michael Caine and it's just them acting. Um, and I thought that was a way to really, maybe move forward with the Muppets had they done it. What I think they should have done is have like retellings of these short stories, even while watching the movie, I said, I would really be interested to see them do some kind of Muppet adaptation of uh, the Raven. I think that would be interesting just watch because the narrator really helped that story and the narrator can be outside the story and then you get your Muppet aspects like you would, they broke the fourth wall, they were funny. Mm Um, I mean, Gonzo was using Rizzo as a fire pump. They had all of these humorous Muppet things that didn't necessarily directly involve the story itself. The story itself was just a regular telling with musical and Muppet stuff, Mm -hmm. but the real Muppet stuff, the slapstick, the silly, was outside of it with the village where you get it with Charles Dickens and Gonzo. And so I thought that was a really good dynamic that they brought that, that helped even it out yeah
2: andrew yeah it was uh i i i love when they do this and I, what i mean what i mean by that is is that when the muppets take on a classic story and they and they adapt it as kind of their own uh, and the muppets are just they, they're they just a te- they're just like a takeaway by themselves i will say that some of their own movies don't necessarily work but like for this especially for adaptations I wish they would do more and it's it's kind of yeah 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 they, they really need to do more because as far as I know they've only done this in Muppet Treasure Island
3: and those okay. are the two best movies pre the the rehash.
2: yeah, yeah but like well in the original about that I mean, the, original, yeah. the original yeah I think but I think that's the only I think those are the only two I mean they could do more there's there's God knows how many how many other stories they can do, but uh, no, there was, I love Michael Caine, so I am kind of biased. Uh, okay. But like.
3: Why do you mean bias? Everybody loved Michael Caine in this movie.
2: I'm just saying, Tom, but like, but like, but, but like Michael Caine is like Michael Caine. I mean, you can't get, you can't get around. Like enough. He is.
3: Fair enough. The fact, Michael fair Caine enough. is Michael Caine. Not Unless his name isn't enough. actually Michael Caine. It
2: is like... <laughs> it's Michael Caine. He's Michael but anyway. Caine. Uh, but no, uh, there were parts in this movie. There was one, and particular- I got news for
0: y'all. Hang on, his name is not Michael Caine. He's lying. I had to look. That man's name is not Michael Caine.
3: Oh my uh, gosh, Michael Caine Mike. is not Michael Caine. It's man- like that
2: like Fassbender or something. No, no, he's not Fassbender.
0: <laughs> <laughs> his name, his name is Maurice Joseph Micklewhite Jr.
3: Good. Michael Kane is a much better name. But he right? goes by Michael Caine. At least he stage. That's, Michael Caine's a better stage name. Michael Caine.
0: Anyway, I had to interrupt with that breaking news. Go on. <laughs> so anyway,
2: Thomas Joseph Sappington whatever. Like, <laughs> Michael White Jr.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jr.
2: Junior. Uh, <laughs> um, no, like, there was one Muppet in particular that i found a little disturbing and that was ghost of christmas past mm-hmm. oh I, yeah. I could like every time it's really I it. Puppet, it, Hate freaked it me out Hate it.
0: it's because of and, the conjuring that's why we're yeah. afraid of it oh no. it's, it's
2: annabelle-esque <laughs> yeah. but like i will say that like the, the story of a christmas carol yeah is is i mean it's sad it's also really scary mm-hmm. like it it's, can be it, it's a it's it's a scary story. I mean, even
1: for a, even for a Christmas sale. So like,
0: watch Mickey's Christmas Carol.
1: That shit's scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that's another good one. It's only like twenty six. It is, years it years is a good one, but it's scary. I,
2: I will even say that like, the uh the two thousand nine version with Jim Carrey, mm-hmm. like they were That's scary that. for
0: a different version. Yeah, yeah. But, but
2: yeah. like it looks like shit. But, like it, it's that was scary for that was really scary. But, the, yeah, but that really. Like, This this version in particular, this version in particular, it's very lighthearted. I love Rizzo. Rizzo in this was Rizzo and Gonzo both were really funny, and they they delivered that comedy very well. Um, Some of the songs were okay. Um, There wasn't there wasn't a lot. I was just like, oh man, that was a really good song. It's no Rainbow Connection, but you know, I'll take it. They, They do a good job with it, and. Uh, above all else it's just a fairly decent movie i liked it a lot
0: my favorite rizzo part is when he jumps over the fence and then he just walks back through it and gonzo's like you could fit through the bars and he's like yeah and he just goes you are such an idiot
1: (laughs) one one of my favorite parts it's funny it It was fun one of my favorite in in a similar vein is when you know rizzo he falls down the falls down the chimney he lands on the goose He's, like, hopping around dancing, and, and uh, Gonzo comes in. He goes, I fell through the chimney and landed on a piping hot goose. And Gonzo goes, you have all the fun.
2: My, my favorite Rizzo moment, there was two of them. Uh, when Gonzo was, like, trying to look through the window, and he's like, man, this city is really dirty. He picks up Rizzo and <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank,
2: thank God I'm being used for something in this film. <laughs> and, and there's another one where Rizzo
3: kisses Gonzo's nose oh my god that was so <laughs> funny <laughs> yeah I, I, I <laughs> was so insanely I funny heard, for no reason
1: I laughed I really hard that was a, that up. It was that was so a super funny. Bugs Bunny move by Rizzo there <laughs> you know just, just to like I was just looking at him like the heck are you doing eating jelly beans out here yeah now?
3: No, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> um, I agree that the songs were not like super great. They were they were very solid and they were very good and they they met the tone of the. They they were the perfect songs for the movie. Mm-hmm. They didn't blow me away, but they were very strong. and They were very solid. Uh, solid. Um, I agree that the Ghost of Christmas Past was bad. I didn't like it. Mm, scary. Um, it was I also think that. It, I think they missed an opportunity to use some of the Muppets. As much as we hate Miss Piggy, I think that if this were a true Muppet movie, they would have given her... Honestly, I think it would have been funny to see her as the ghost of Christmas past. Uh, I know the ghost of Christmas present might make more sense, but I think that she can get a little sassy because the ghost of Christmas past got a little sassy and I could see Piggy kind of just going... (gasps) Or whatever, just to yeah. get a point across. Uh, and then they use the Ghost of Christmas present. Um, who? What's the name of the Muppet that is like trying to chase the car down in the first one, David? Oh, uh, Sweetums. Sweetums. Sweetums make a perfect Ghost of Christmas present. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think they could have, instead of introducing new creepy floating doll heads, they could have just used other Muppets that already existed in those parts. Mm. Um, and I think that would have been a little more fun I th- yeah but small quips just but, small quips
1: yeah watching the uh watching the, the the audio commentaries and and things like that i found that they considered that it was a, in fact this was originally pitched to be a tv movie on abc and originally they had this idea of um i think the plan was for the ghost i don't know i can't remember who they had for the Ghost christmas pass piggy was the ghost of christmas present and then I think the idea was to have it for there to be a late, like an end of the episode, end of the movie reveal that animal was the ghost of Christmas future. Mm. And um, when they, when they got the pitch to make take, cause Disney Disney looked at it and they said, you know, we actually would take this as a full f- film, like a theatrical film. And they were like, okay. So they went back and they started retooling the script and they kind of, apparently they made, they came to the, the decision that, putting them mu- up the, the Muppets in those roles might hinder the actual message of what those characters are supposed to bring because they have to write their writing kind of to their traditional shtick. Like if Gonzo is, is Christmas past, they kind of have to write it like Gonzo make mm-hmm. it funny the same way that they did Mar- the Marley's because they had Statler and Waldor- Waldorf as Jacob and Robert Marley. And it's very much the it's that character giving that warning, but you know, it's played with these two guys who are heckling uh, each other and Scrooge. Yeah. Um. And I kind of, I kind of see both ways. I think that the puppets they did end up making uh, look really cool. Uh, the Ghost of Christmas Present I thought was really, uh, I really took to him as it went on. Christmas Past was creepy, and I think appropriately so. It's sort of a thing that a lot of people forget that this is, at the end of the day, one of Dickens's ghost stories, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, we kind of had this, we kind of had this talk. The other week in our Christmas debate is that this is a movie that uses Christmas as a good contextual background for a different genre, which is a ghost story. You know, like it's supposed to be scary and it's supposed to be a little bit off-putting. If you go back and you look at some of the original sketches that went with it, the Ghost of Christmas present or a a past is always super creepy. Um, Because it's, I don't know, it's this idea of like the looming past that, you know, you're trying to outrun. Everybody's haunted by the past. And so, I think yeah, they could have done that. They could have they could have cast the original. They could have put more Muppets in the movie. I like the little places where they did show up. Um, Sam Eagle uh, coming in (laughs) as the headmaster, who's like, "You will be a great businessman for America," and then he's like, "I mean for Britain," (laughs) you know. (laughs) Very good. Um, I also want to talk about. So this is uh, the first time chronologically. Uh, that we would see Steve Whitmire take over for Kermit after Jim Henson's death. And um, so we've kind of already been used to it. We've seen a couple other movies. You can go back and watch our Muppet Treasure Island and the Muppets. But uh, I thought kind of out the gate, it's kind of must be a really daunting situation to take over for a character. That's an iconic character has kind of an iconic sound. Um, What did you guys think of
3: Kermit in this movie and sort of that? change? Honestly, I didn't even notice I thought yeah. he, I always thought he did no. a great job. I thought it was a good transition. Um, it, you you, I, you can look at the voice that they have for Kermit now, and he's noticeably different. He's got very similar speech patterns, but the voice and the the tone and the, the timbre of the Uh they all they're very different than what the, Jim Henson was to this what was his name, uh, Steve Whitmire. Steve Whitmire, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I thought he I thought he it was a very nice and easy transition.
1: Yeah, I, I thought I thought it was really good um, in that respect. I, I uh, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really. I thought it was good. Um,
2: I, I it was very seamless. The one thing I will say is that Kermit, like Kermit wasn't around enough to like really notice him. Mm. So
3: that is fair. I yeah. mean, he. I mean,
1: He's not, he's not really like
3: Michael Caine is the focus.
1: And maybe they were conscious of that, you know, maybe they were like, you know, Hey, this is the first time. Give
3: them a little bit because they know ease it in. If you just kind of pepper it in, people won't notice it too much and then they'll just get used to it. Mm -hmm. I get it.
1: Yeah. You know, so that could have been, that could have been the case. I don't know if that is the case or not.
3: Well, and maybe they were like, you know, we don't necessarily want to super showcase Kermit after henson's death maybe i don't know
1: no yeah the definitely the the focus in terms of this movie spotlight really kind of shifts towards gonzo and rizzo and this would be kind of like one of three movies where gonzo is kind of more the center character uh well not really i mean muppet treasure island, island is kind of that way but uh this muppet treasure island Muppet space gonzo and rizzo are kind of like major characters um which they haven't really gone back to since
3: um, I don't know, what what else is there you've been talking about? I don't really, I mean, I think the movie for me dragged just a little. It wasn't like, long. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There were just some parts where I felt myself becoming a little disinterested, but I couldn't tell you why. Uh, maybe it is just the fact that I've seen it so many times mm-hmm. uh, and you kind of feel comfortable with a movie like that and you can kind of zone out and come back in and know what's going on and what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it was kind of like, okay, let's well, let's let's tie up these ends here. And, and yeah, beyond even
1: seeing them, you know, this particular movie before, you know, you've seen Christmas Carol, you've seen a lot of interpretations of a Christmas Carol. You know? So yeah, you're right. It's it's easy to be like, oh, I kind of know generally what's going to happen here.
2: Now, I do want to ask, what is y'all's favorite version of a Christmas Carol? Hmm. I mean, I don't know
0: them all off the top
2: of my head.
0: Well, yeah.
2: I mean, just, just pick one.
3: I mean, for me, I think it's this one. This one does a good job of, make, of giving you a little bit of creepy, but then right as that creepy feels like it could get super creepy, then they hit you with the funny. Um, the example of uh, the first seeing of Marley, where he turns the, fa- the face into the door knocker, it gets like real kind of creepy, and then it <clears throat> turns into a Muppet face and it's like <laughs> that's not scary anymore that's funny and and, and they, with the music that they do and the message that they still get across I think this is a really good telling of the story honestly
1: yeah this one's up there um, there's a version it was a it was it actually was a TV movie with Patrick Stewart as Ebenezer Scrooge and I really liked that one um, when I was younger I haven't watched it in a while though um, I really like the Disney's The Christmas Carol with Jim Carrey um, it's one of the better, like, in terms of, like, adaptations, it's, like, page for page at some points um, and taking a lot of visual inspiration from uh, Dickens' – like, the original illustrations that went with Dickens' stories when they were finally put into book form. Um, it's a little – you know, like, the animation of it is still, like, hard to go back and watch these days, but was, was that it was that super mocap – stuff that um zemeckis was doing but i i think it's in terms of adapting it really good um but yeah i don't know it's kind of like hard not to say this one sometimes um this is definitely the one i've seen the most you know i've seen Scrooge, but i don't even i don't know where yeah. i would put that yeah.
0: yeah i think i'd have to also go with this one just for lack of Having seen a lot of different versions, I I I I did want to say that there was a like kind of horror spooky version that came out on television last year on FX in mm-hmm. America it was actually a BBC production with Guy Pierce as um, Oh yeah, I remember about that. And I had intended to watch it, never did, but it looked very good.
3: Um, it's a new year.
0: It's a new year, it's a new, new day. New year, new you. Well, it's still a regular year. True.
3: Andrew, what's yours? You asked which one, what, you've seen many, I assume. So,
2: um, since this is new, since this is new, I would go ahead, I mean, well, this is new to me, because this is the first time I've ever seen this. What? This is the first time I've ever seen
1: uh, Muppet's Christmas Carol.
3: Why didn't we not leave with this? This is, you buried the headline, bro. That's news Man, Every episode,
1: <laughs> Every other episode, Josh asks, was this anyone's first time? And the one time Josh doesn't ask.
2: <laughs> I, <have failed. laughs> I don't know what he said, but it's probably not good. <laughs> you broke our internet over here, brother. Like, what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've never seen i've never seen this up until today so... Andrew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> put in some box sound effects over there
3: <laughs> great <laughs> ghost i was literally just wrote everybody interested. Man, we were having such a nice conversation about this movie, and then Andrew going to drop the nuclear bomb on us. Goodness gracious.
1: How did you walk away never seeing this this particular Muppets movie? It It plays all the time. At least it did when we were young.
2: It was one that I just missed.
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) But, yeah. Uh, Are you putting it towards the top now after your one viewing? Uh, it's definitely going to
2: be close. I would say my favorite version, just because, uh, I find it to be the funniest would be Scrooged. I oh broke Garrett. God. I broke, I really broke Josh. <laughs>
1: Don't drop that in there at the last second like that.
2: But like, um, uh, it would have to be Scrooged. Yeah. Uh runner up would be a runner up would be the, uh, the 2009 version with Jim Carrey. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because just because I think it's of all of the movies that like stay true to the source material, I feel like that's the truest. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, this would be number three. This would definitely be number
1: three. I mean, there's been countless. I, I, I just, pu- I just yeah. pulled up A Christmas Carol on Letterboxd and there's countless uh, versions, uh, not, not, uh, not even including TV films. Uh, I mean, who could forget Barbie in A Christmas Carol?
3: Oh my God, (laughs) that's my favorite.
0: Yeah, I I looked it up on... Christmas (laughs) Carol. I looked it up on Wikipedia, and it looks like the... Perhaps the first, or the earliest surviving screen adaptation is Scrooge or Marley's Ghost from
1: 1901. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that would have been uh, not that long after this was written. Hang on. No,
0: 1843. Yeah. Not even... not even 100 years later.
1: So I mean you have to we have to admit it's a cinematic uh, uh novel like it just like it begged to be it begged to be put on the on the film at the earliest that it possibly could be. Um I don't know how we're going to come back from that. Nope. Um cuz Andrew you told us like didn't you watch you said you like went to the theater to see him up at Treasure Island, didn't you? Yep. Man. I don't know how this. I don't know how this oh missed you. God, this was on. <laughs> this could be on like Disney Channel or, you know, ABC or stuff like all the time. Whenever it was Christmas, when we were going up. Um, okay, well, whatever. You know, hey, it's
2: it's it's Fair it's over. it's in the past now. But like the ghost
1: of Christmas
2: past. <laughs> but yeah, this is a movie that I I just I didn't watch.
3: Okay. Okay. i I'm, I'm just stunned that. You just so casually put that in there like we were supposed to know this. That was impressive. Oh, my God.
1: Shocking revelation.
3: (laughs) I genuinely did not know that. You have probably told us that before, and I just forgot. But holy crap, I did not know that. Yeah, probably. I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. Wow.
1: But anyway. But yeah. Let's see. Is there anything else that we want to comment on here?
3: I can't. I don't know.
1: Um, I,
2: pretty much, I pretty much said everything I needed to say about it.
1: Yeah, you did. <laughs> I ap- I appreciate that uh, there was a joke that just had to be done. Uh, the fact that in the book, there was a character named Fezziwig, and they just said, well, that's going to be Fozzie. Yeah. And it's going to be Fuzzywig." That couldn't be not done. Um, uh, what else? Uh, we talked about it was an ABC television script. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, no, I guess that's it. That's all I got. I really like it. I think, you know, uh, if you go back for earlier this year, you watch our other Muppet movie re, uh, uh recaps. I think this is one of, uh, the better groups of movies we've done. We only had one that we all kind of disagreed. We kind of agreed. It wasn't our favorite. Um, that was a Muppet, uh, Muppets take Manhattan. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like we watched uh, like four really solid ones. And then I also watched uh, the other ones
3: <laughs> Muppets in Space. Not 2020 great. season dominated by the Muppets.
1: Yep. <laughs> yep. Thank that you, The it. Wheel.
0: Thank you, Wheel, and 2020.
1: The Wheel that has gone into into exile now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. It bit us hard. It burned us, man. It burned us that wheel. It burned it us, us hard. And that's sad.
3: Go to the box office boys. Let's okay, okay.
0: Here. Box office two. boys.
3: That's a podcast idea right there.
0: Yeah, that's that's our band name.
3: Oh yeah, god, two. can we get matching like beanies and jean jackets or whatever? Beanie's two years and from jean now jackets. with that bedazzled box on the thing. back. Box,
1: box
0: office,
3: office boys. B.O.B. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: here for it. I'm here for it.
1: Jacket's on the back. All right. What all a great right. time to decide this
0: as the box office is potentially dead.
1: I know. I was going to say <laughs> two years from now, when the box office actually has numbers again, maybe we, uh, we can start a new show. All right. So, uh, a Muppets Christmas, a Muppet Christmas, the, excuse me, the Muppet Christmas Carol. You got to get it right. There's no S in there. Uh, debuted the weekend of December 11th, way back in 1992. And uh, it did not perform well. Um, Disney, who had purchased the the distribution rights for this, had super high hopes. It was, I think, the first time that Disney and the Muppets had actually collaborated on a film. Super high expectations. And for some reason, it really did not meet them at all. Uh, This movie debuted in the number six spot bringing in $5 million, like even in 2075 theaters, which I was looking up. Uh, I, this was not something that I would normally look up, but it said it uh, in their uh, Wikipedia entry. This was the most theaters that a Muppet movie had ever been put in to that point. So Disney really? was like the widest distribution they could, probably, they could possibly put it in uh, for 1992, 2075 theaters across the country. And it, Came in number six opening weekend with $5 million. Uh, the number one movie that weekend was A Few Good Men, which also debuted that weekend. Another very light, uh, another beloved movie from the early 90s, $15.5 million for it. Here's probably where a lot of that Christmas competition went, though. Home Alone 2 Lost in New York
3: mm-hmm. was still in its
1: fourth week, out for a month and brought in $8.3 million. You also had... Uh, if you ask
3: me, that's the best Home Alone movie I've ever seen. It's the best. Uh, at, number, Many people
1: at number Number three, uh, you know, I Will Always Love You. It's The Bodyguard. And at number four, in its fifth weekend, is Aladdin, Disney's own Aladdin, bringing $7.4 mm-hmm. $7. million, so that was still riding strong.
3: David I want to interject real quick because it looks like Andrew has a beef with the bodyguard.
0: Andrew no, and I want to like
3: I want to unpack that a he, little bit there. He's never seen it.
2: Just this week was the first time I've seen that too. Oh yeah? Yeah. What made you watch the bodyguard? Because it was But like- never the Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs>
3: Because he heard the song on the movie episode of the Wayback Flashback, which you can listen to uh, right Yes, if, if yes, I up. will no.
0: always love you on the Bodyguard, performed by Whitney Houston, written by Dolly Parton.
1: Garrett didn't
3: know that. Did not.
1: And he calls himself a music connoisseur. I do not call myself. You've anything. called yourself that on several I, occasions. On and the way I back consume music. You have on, a jacket that says music connoisseur.
0: On <laughs> note, on the note of the Wayback Flashback. We went through an entire '90s country music episode where he didn't know a single song, and I picked no. some big hits.
3: Not a lot. Oh yeah,
1: you picked some big hits and guilty pleasures. Like, I like did, what? and it uh, was
0: go listen to the episode, boy. You can find you the way back flashback nothing. on Spotify <laughs> Premium. <laughs>
1: oh, oh man. anyway, but yeah, like, you yeah, can't, can't stream that on my Xbox, unfortunately. No. But like, okay, moving right. on back.
2: Th- this movie was going off of HBO and it was like last call or something like that. Uh, oh. Last
1: call
0: for the bodyguard.
1: Yeah. And I, and <laughs> I I'm better like, watch this. I better watch this movie from 1992 real quick. I may never get another chance. It's leaving. <laughs> HBO.
2: Yeah. I mean, like I, I was, I was bored. I think it was like Sunday night. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to watch this movie. Why not? And, and I watched the- it and it was meh. It was okay. Yeah. It yeah. was. Yeah.
0: Well, it's a re- there's a reason why the song is the only real memorable part. <laughs> Yeah, yeah everybody the, talks about that
2: song. Apparently, that soundtrack was like a dynamite hit.
0: Everybody <laughs> wanted I Will Always Love You, and they didn't have iTunes
2: yeah. back then.
1: Yeah, and yeah, Whitney Houston kills it, but you know, if you never heard the Dolly version, it's also <laughs> very, very good. Oh, the, the Dolly Dyn- version yeah. is really good. Yeah, it's okay. from the, the best little whorehouse in Texas. Listen, so we, did, we stand hit. Dolly Parton on this show. We love her. Yeah. There's no reason to not love Dolly Parton.
2: None. Yeah, exactly. An angel. Back to the box uh, office, boys. Back to
1: the box office, boys. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, the <but you laughs> Aladdin at number two. Aladdin! Ra- to wrap it out at number five, you had the Distinguished Gentleman. Yes, that num- it brought in uh, $5.4 million in its second weekend. Um, <laughs> the Muppet Ooh. Christmas Carol would go on to only make $27 million in the United States over its apparently five-week run. And uh, so they kind of, they took that out right at Christmas. Uh, It did bring in very much from overseas as well, bringing in only 1.9 million from its international market, which according to box office Mojo, it released in France, Italy, and Spain. And that was the only overseas territory. So uh, not a, not a big haul for uh, the year. Uh, Where would it finish? It would finish in the 47 spot for 1992. Right behind Stomper, my mom will shoot and right above Howard's End.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> Another movie Andrew has definitely
2: seen, but
0: not you The Muppet Christmas Carol. No, no, no. In
1: you know those movies you should have had a reaction to, Andrew.
2: I s- stop or my mom will shoot. Yeah. That movie that? is
1: horrible.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, you upset, that you, I'm upset that to you know what it is. What say to you!
1: Why have you seen Stop More My Mom
3: Will Shoot? But you haven't seen him up at Christmas, Carol, until twenty twenty. <laughs> that is a great question that I would like the answer to.
0: You can't defend any of this. That is no, a great I, question
3: I, I want the answer to, Andrew. Please. What even is this? I'm gonna have to look at it now. Well, yeah. you see, okay. one
0: day it was leaving HBO
2: and... <laughs> <laughs>
1: No no no. This this is a movie that like
2: it has Sylvester Stallone in it.
3: I want not, not a good it, movie. That's not right. a good does not a good movie that make. Oh, no, no, goodness. no. It's 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 Oh horror. my gosh. There's more reason sad. not to watch that and watch him up at Christmas Carol. Josh, I don't want to give you. <laughs> I was you,
1: seven at the time. Josh, I don't want to give you more work to do, but you should probably put this poster in like post production over in... Oh, <laughs> no. Listen,
3: listen, it's, I just need to address that. Andrew also talked about this movie that he only watched when he was seven, and he remembers that it was terrible. Josh, let me share that my... That just story. got run over. Okay.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Just do it. Do your thing.
1: Yeah. Let's see if this works. Post disabled participant screen sharing. Okay, whatever. Uh,
0: I don't know how to turn it off. So do so
1: Sylvester Stallone with a woman named Estelle Getty, and they're just standing bad boy style. <laughs> <laughs> and the mom has has a huge like LG machine gun, like something what you it? would play, Some of you would get in Gary's mod. What yeah. is it called? It's, it's called, called Stop or my mom will shoot.
2: Yeah. Okay. And they the have plot. the uh,
1: Meet the Spartans font it's 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 this oh my god <laughs> yeah the, the, Sylvester Stallone's face looks stitched into this photo well like I imagine it was like He looks like all right well this has anyway, gone awfully anyway it runs. is anyway <laughs> the top the top of the 1992 movie chart was Aladdin as you might guess Perfect. Um, which was uh, the only movie to break the $200 million mark that year, $217 million. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, um, starring uh cavalcade of people, including Tim Curry, um, which we talked about earlier this year, uh, would bring in 173.5, 173.5 million in the number two spot. Batman Returns at number three with 162. Lethal Weapon 3 is in the number four spot 144 million and at number five a few good men uh, andrew do you know what one best picture that year unforgiven unforgiven uh, that was uh, clint eastwood yeah that was clint eastwood yeah that brought they came in at the number 11 spot um and was the i'll uh, be uh, made 101 million dollars uh, some other big movies from that year that we might cover at some point um who knows uh there was a sister act too wasn't there yes so sister act wayne's world uh, there was a basic instinct too, wasn't there?
2: <laughs> not until later.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: in um, the thousands later.
1: Uh, what else we got here? We got um, <laughs> White Men Can't Jump. We won't cover that, but I just wanted to say it. Um, <laughs> Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, sequel to Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And uh, we're also not going to do this one, but I want to do it because Andrew will react to it. Death Becomes Her. So um, those, are your, those are some of your top movies from 1992. Um, since this is the last time we're going to do the Muppets, um, okay. Since I won't be, sorry, I had a message there. Um, since we, this is the last time we're probably going to be doing the Muppets, um, Muppet Christmas Carol is the sixth highest grossing movie in the Muppet franchise. Um, the number one, obviously, uh, you could probably guess being uh, 2011's The Muppets, which we reviewed earlier this year. And um, the lowest grossing is, as you might expect, uh, Muppets from Space. Bring in. Uh, just 16.5 so that's it for me and uh let's see i do
0: have one more thing i wanted to mention oh go ahead just because you brought up home alone too and it's and this is topical humor yeah okay um have, have y'all seen the stuff going around the memes and the social medias that, that <laughs> there are people who who don't know that that katherine o'hara from yeah. from Shits Creek is the is the mom from Home Alone.
3: Yeah. I did oh, see some yeah. of that going around. I, I did not.
0: I, I believe it I started know. with a with a tweet from from Glamour that was like <coughs> Oh, oh and G, I just figured out that that Moira on Shits Creek is Kevin's mom in Home Alone and then the internet started going Are you high? <laughs> <laughs> they ended up deleting the tweet but the article still exists. And it's been very funny to follow. Um Catherine O'Hara is, like, an incredibly prolific and esteemed actress. Yeah. And I just did some Googling real quick, and there is even a Snopes article confirming that she starred in Home Alone.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kills me. These kids, man. These kids. Yeah, these
1: yeah kids. they don't know nothing.
3: False. They got nothing.
1: I'm honestly shocked that anybody these days even really thinks about, like, like, like Home Alone's kind of an older movie by this standard, so I'm surprised right. kids even watch it these days. To be like,
3: well, I didn't even realize so I I cool. mean, I'll,
0: I'll give you that her character on the show looks quite a bit different than,
1: uh, Kevin's mom. I'll be but. honest. The, uh, the, the, the bigger, the bigger gaff there yeah. is admitting you watch Shits Creek.
0: Hey now, <laughs> this show's very funny.
1: Yeah, I know, but you might as well have some hot takes, right?
0: We might as well have some hot takes. <laughs> okay,
1: <laughs>
2: well that. that... <clears throat>
1: All right. Do so, also, do they also know that she's a
2: stepmom in Beetlejuice?
0: Probably not. Probably she not. is in Beetlejuice. She di- She's great. She disappears into every movie she goes. In, she's in, yeah. in a great way.
3: Which is and why it's such a surprise.
0: She's funny as hell. Okay. Who's running the game this week? Uh, it's been too long since we re- reviewed. A
1: movie. Uh, I am. I, I looked it up. I won our Perfect. last show, which was Teenage Mutant Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three. Excuse me. I'll get it out. Uh, oh, we didn't mention this movie was dedicated to the memory of Jen Henson uh, being the first Muppet movie released after he died, but it wasn't the first movie to be dedicated to his memory. That was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Us. Check out our Ninja Turtles reviews. They were, that was bad, but They fun. happened. <laughs> but it was fun to talk about. <laughs> um, all right, so The Muppet Christmas Carol on Letterboxd. I've got it pulled up here. Um, I believe, Andrew, you're up first. Andrew is currently in last in the Letterbox game. Uh, at six victories on the year. Uh, Statistically impossible, I think, for Andrew to win. (laughs) But he might as well try. So, Andrew, what is your guess from zero to 5.0 for a Muppets Christmas Carol?
2: I'm going to go with 2.8. Oh, what
3: is wrong with you?
0: Hey, now don't 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 let him give don't give him a chance to fix it.
3: Let, let him you know, go. Hey, Andrew, I'm gonna when, jump when in gonna and go. When get.
0: he when he goes low, we go high. Yeah, 4,
3: point four, oh. Four, 4. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a tinge lower than that and say three point eight.
1: So yeah, Josh, saying three point eight. You're you're saying what? Four point oh?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay, four point oh, three point eight. Andrew, two point eight. <laughs>
3: I can officially say, wait, 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 he's, wait, wait. he's gonna on, win, hold on, hold on, hold on, he's on, gonna win. Hang on, I can, Andrew, I, I need can. <laughs> no, can I just, I wanna know what, if I were to ask you what you thought the letterbox score was for Scrooged, what would you tell me?
0: Wait, why are we, what?
3: Just, Three, this four, is just for two. me. What? 3.2. Okay, go for it, David
1: okay uh, uh I can't say with all confidence that Andrew uh, at this point is now statistically eliminated uh, uh, the winner, and I'll tell you what guys, it was close, but not close enough because the winner this week is Josh. It is exactly three point eight yes, uh made my shorts uh, I don't know what is that the highest Muppet movie? I don't know, let me look
3: might uh, be uh.
1: Uh, let's see, 3.8. It's actually 3.79 to be precise. And um, let me look here because I want to find this out and find out what in terms of Muppet movies is the highest rate. So anyway, so Josh wins. So it takes Josh to 12 wins on the year. It's not over yet though because Garrett or I could, well, Garrett might not be able to catch me. We're doing three more movies for the year, right? Yeah. At least, we're doing, I think we're doing three more. So I could, I could. Well, no, because if I win, I won't be able to play the game. I don't care who goes. Well, anyway, we'll just keep playing. Um, what are you guys' rankings? I'm gonna look up the uh, your official rankings. I'm gonna look up how it does compared to the other Muppet movies.
3: Four, four from me. It's a four from me, dog.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna also give it a four.
2: I'll give it a four as well.
3: I will
1: give it a solid four and a half out of five stars. Uh, Cause I think it's just, I think, I think it's pretty much perfect. There's a few things where it's not quite like the music could have been a little bit more iconic. I'll, I'll give you, but you know, I think it is like Garrett said, it's just the right mood, you know? Um, Can I sort this by, yep. by,
3: I mean, really, the Marley and Marley is the only one that stands out to me, and that's just because that's what they say over and over again.
0: I, Marley. Like, Marley. I like Marley and me, the movie. With, <laughs> with the dog. With the Jennifer, dog. Ann- Jennifer no Aniston.
1: we Marley and Marley. Um, I'm so close to finding this. Andrew, do you want to tell us more about movies that you watched
3: before you watched them up at the Christmas Carol? No, please. No, don't. The podcast can't handle that. It can't.
0: The, the audience the can't. On, I will you know. tell people that um, if you haven't gotten a chance to to subscribe to our social media channels and our YouTube channels yet, you will. You should do that, and you will mm-hmm. find that David and I just this week recorded a little news reaction update episode about the. Warner Brothers' decision to move its entire 2021 slate to HBO Max and theaters simultaneously. A lot of Mm. interesting speculation there. It is purely speculation at this point because we don't really know anything beyond they're going to put it online on the same day for for a limited amount of time. Um, So big, big changes in the movie world for next year. Um, We don't know what's going to happen.
2: <clears throat> Not okay, thrilled about it, gonna... but at the same time, there
0: ain't nothing we can do about it. Hey, it it, it, you know, one of the things David and I talk about is that there's no real good option here. <laughs> yep.
1: So uh, I finally have the answer here. Um, Perfect. In terms of theatrically released films, A Muppet Christmas Carol is the second highest rated Muppet movie on Letterboxd. Wonderful. Fine, just The Muppet Movie. Perfect.
3: So there you All go. Right.
0: Well, that wraps up our first Christmas review episode of So Many Santas 2020. Uh, We will be back next week with another Christmas movie. You'll have to watch for the announcement video on that once Santa sends a present. It's supposed to be my present. So keep an eye out for that, and you will find out what we are going to do then. In the meantime, follow us online, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Letterboxed. You can follow our show there as well as us individually. Subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. And um, have a happy Merry Christmas season. We can't wait to celebrate it with you. That's right. Bye-bye.